welcome back to the podcast. My name is Trisha Friedman. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. If you are into gaming, you might already be aware that we are right in the middle of gaming's DigiPride. It's on from June through till August, and it's part of a broader ecosystem of what I'm thinking of is sort of all things queer joy around gaming. I was so fortunate to get to speak to someone who is a member of the Gaming Mag community. They're going to share with us a little bit about the history of how the, quote, home of queer geek culture got started and point us to some ways that we can be a part of it, that we can learn with them, that we can join their community, and that we can think about the ways in which it is so important to platform, to center, to celebrate queer joy in gaming. Enjoy our conversation. So my name is Kieran, uh, my pronouns are they, them, um, and I am on the production team for Gaming Magazine. Thank you so much for being here. I, uh, When I stumbled across the magazine, and again, listeners, you're going to find several links over there in the show notes. So if, if Gaming Magazine is new to you, uh, I think you'll have just, it's like um, effervescent feelings inside the brain like I did when I stumbled across it. It is, quote, the home of queer geek culture, end quote. Uh, and I, I love what's happening over on that site. You have everything from opinion pieces to guides to comic reviews, so much more. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit about the origin story, how the magazine got started. Uh, and also, again, there's so much happening, and I'm guessing there are plans for where it's headed in the future. So if you could give us the the origin hero story uh, and then maybe just leave us a few little breadcrumbs that we can follow to know um what might be oh, coming. Oh, there's going to be a lot of breadcrumbs. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this all started uh, back in 2019. Our co-founder, Robin Gray, um, and Yuki, which is uh, UK Interactive Entertainment, um, they were discussing the lack of representation um, in the LGBTQ plus gaming world. So there was this opportunity to grow Grey Jones Media, um, which is the parent company, um, to really serve niche communities. Um, so gaming's mission has always been um, not only to connect like business to business, um, but also business to consumer. So um we've got you know our live events uh, and our virtual events um which are currently ongoing we have digipride which is uh all kind of up and running at the moment and um we had our gaming awards our live gaming awards in person um back in april um previously it was our first uh, award ceremony that was actually uh, last year virtually obviously with uh, covid and those sort of limitations um we've we've really tried to expand where we can you know platform, highlight, celebrate um, queer culture within gaming and uh, queer people within gaming as well. Um, so yeah, our, uh, we, we've, got, um, we've got Gaming Live that's also coming out in September, which is very exciting. Originally, uh, Gaming Live was going to be um, a three-day weekend. Um, two day, three day? The amount of replanning, it's, it's been crazy. Um, but it was going to originally be in New York. Um, but due to uh, COVID concerns, um, we really wanted to sort of, you know, again, the our, um, our audience has always been our, our main concern uh, and main focus. We really wanted to make sure that we're supporting uh, our community. So 
um, yeah, with with things that are sort of going on around in America, it's very different to here in the UK. There's there's obviously more restrictions uh, going on. So we uh, we made the decision to change the in-person gaming live event um, and turn it into um, a three-day weekend. And thankfully, we've had um, some really great responses from that, um, which sort of ties into obviously like, you know, which is part of our aims, which is why it was always created. You know, we want to, as I said, platform, celebrate, create. Um, and yeah, we've sort of expanded now and now we've got our gaming ambassadors, which have been announced. That's right. And that's also on the website. So uh, again, listeners, maybe even just pause our conversation right now, explore and and come on back. I actually I want to highlight one piece that I stumbled on that's by uh, Amy Hart. And this was published in the past past April. So just quoting Amy Hart here, quote, it was only last year that we tried our utmost to highlight all of the queer games being released. And we quickly were overwhelmed at how many people came to view this list every single day. It quickly confirmed what we've always known. Queer video games and the people behind them aren't just things we need, but are wanted as well, end quote. For your team, can you talk about how queer video gaming representation has changed, has shifted in recent years, and just perhaps um, give us a few of, of your, your personal favorite examples. Sure. Um, so big shout out to Amy. Uh, keep it fruity. <laughs> um, we, um, I'd say uh, video game representation has changed uh, over time um, for three big reasons. Um, the way that video games over time uh, has expanded uh, and become more accessible by technology and systems um, like in community, um, those are some some two big ones there. Um, but also, um, I feel as though that more people feel able to come out uh, and be queer um, and talk about their ex uh, their queer experiences. Um, they feel more secure in expressing their queerness as well uh, in a different medium, so such as video games. Um, there's also another reason um, companies have figured out that targeting uh, LGBTQ plus, uh, the, the LGBTQ plus community is profitable. So hence rainbow cap capitalism, as we know. Um, there's a lot of different perspectives uh, on why video game representation has risen so drastically over the past few years. Um, but I'd say these, these three reasons are the ones that sort of like spring to mind for me. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting because I think back to, you know, like I'm in my 40s. And I feel like just when Sims was sorting was you know sort of um, like oh, it's uh, we're going to be able to have same sex partners or we're going to mm -hmm. be able to think differently about our avatars was kind of for me that was the first time it was even you know this intersection of video games and LGBTQ plus community like oh there's going to be. Um, you know, like we're going to merge these things or we're not going to just see video gaming as for a certain kind of audience. Um, are there any any current games that uh, you would point folks to that if they're not aware of, they might want to try this game out or explore or at least read I, about it? I love The Sims. Yeah, I, I love The Sims so much. Um, yeah, I think that's a really, really good one. I think for me personally, what am I playing at the moment? Um, do you know what? I love Mass Effect. I've always been a Mass Effect fan. Um, I'm very much into like my sci-fi games and I always felt as though that um, they create this environment that, you know, it's, 
you can, you can be whoever you want to be. Um, and it's, it's not restricted uh, to forming those sort of like relationships and playing through a narrative that is your own. Mm. I think they do that really, really well. Um, but yeah, I, I think for me, yeah, I always go back to it. I know that Mass Effect, they've recently as well, like released um, another, like, um, what's it called? My brain's frazzled right now. <laughs> um, oh, a remaster. They've released another remaster. So um, yeah, I would really point people towards that. If you've if you've not really sort of experienced a, a role-playing game in that sense, um, it's it's got loads of different narratives, loads of different things you can do, loads of side quests. Um, for those who just like to sort of like pan away from the main story, I like to venture out and do that. Um, and it, you know, it's got that shooter element to where um and what else like yeah there's just there's just so much to it there's so much to explore the visuals as well are stunning um my personal favorite is mass effect 2 so if you ever get your hands on that let me know about it let us know tell us about it <laughs> uh, and of course again gamingmag.com has has lots of great recommendations so i appreciate that and you know what you're saying is reminding me that video games can be a way to remind us of how important it is to reimagine what's possible, right? And to think about uh, what our world maybe could be. I just, I, I sort of think maybe even in the exercise of just expanding our imaginary worlds, the effect that that has on getting us to rethink. Um, it's a great our... way to just escape, especially with, you know, what's sort of going on around us at the moment. I think it's so important to preserve ourselves and I think gaming is a particularly great way of doing that and I think a lot of queer people in particular resonate with that whether it's you know it could be Tetris it could be anything you know it could be something to the various like you know two-bit game to you know a VR headset do you know what I mean like there's there's so much crossover there and yeah I think you know it's yeah stemming back to what you said there definitely. 100% uh, you know and again scrolling through the opinion section um, on the site it's just, it's really joyful. Like it's just, you know, again, playing the games is great, but I'm also just really appreciating what you're doing with building community around the gaming community. Uh, and when I first came across it, I just, you know, was instantly like, I want to click on all the things at once. Um, <laughs> in the past few months, do you think there is an opinion piece that's had a particularly strong response from your audience? Um, and if yes, can you comment on why you think perhaps that piece uh, resonated with with readers in a way uh, that was sort of unique? It's interesting because um, I think with us, we all sort of, we, we love everything that we put out. Um, I think we're very proud of everything that we, we do put out there. Um, you know, most of the things that we write about, we focus a lot on diversity. Um, so, you know, I mean, within a year, we're putting more than, uh, a thousand articles out so it's really hard to like pinpoint specifically like which is the one that's like really standing out because I think as as broad of a spectrum our community is so is our content we always want to make sure that we're delivering to uh, everyone um, as best as possible and I think you know having representation um, behind the writing truly helps with that um, you've got Amy and Ty who are two people that sit outside the cis binary so you know, they're bringing in such a unique um, outlook on that. And I think their pieces reflect that in particular. Um, but we really try to uh, to touch in on 
on uh, wider communities, as I've said. So, you know, like we really focus on age. We really focus on uh, disability. Um, we're not just sort of focusing on like, you know, the white, cis, gay perspective that, you know, other queer medias are doing that already. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. we really want to bring something fresh and different, you know, that is is what people want to see. Everyone just wants to be seen and represented, right? So I think, you know, when it comes to our our specific content that is, you know, it's what we're, what we're channeling is what we're, we're putting out. So I think for me personally, it's hard to like, you know, say <laughs> what, what specific one there is out there, but we do have a lot of, you know, I think when we really focus more into like the, the deep diving into specific content, I think that's where we really get um, our most interaction from. Um, aside from like, you know, the, the general sort of like press media, like, oh, a new game's coming out. Okay, great. But let's, what, what's it about? Let's let's really delve into it. Like, especially if there's a queer narrative within that. Um, yeah, that's I, it's the best I can sort of answer it really. I don't want to be that kind of person that's like, oh, you know, like they're all so great. But like at the, at the same time, like just, just because of, you know, what we're delivering, why we're delivering it. It's, the best of <laughs> I, I mean I, I feel like actually you've you've put your finger right on what makes you know for me coming new to the site I think that was why it really did feel like you know I, I'm dating myself here again but like Care Bear Stare it just was sort of like uh, a, again I, I really do appreciate trying to make sure that you're being as inclusive as possible but also that you're not there's not sort of like a hierarchy that's um, established there. Like it really, truly is expansive, um, and and even it's really trying to break it down. If anything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, I mean that if that's what your intention is, again, for a, a new a new reader like myself, I I, I really found that and felt that um, immediately. So it's it's working. It's working what you're doing. And again, listeners, I, I'll pass the feedback on. <laughs> <laughs> please do. Uh, you know the the. You also have a YouTube channel, so it was sort of like more, 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 more. Great. And I wanted to point listeners to, you mentioned the, the gaming awards. You have an award for LGBTQ plus tabletop games. Uh, and I I learned like a few years ago that apparently we're selling more tabletop games now than we were even in like the 60s and 70s, which is remarkable. Um, and again, for, for anybody who maybe hasn't played a tabletop game in a while, this is a great resource. Uh, the awards were streamed live on Twitch last April. You had over 320,000 live viewers. Wow. Yeah. Uh, can you speak a bit to the mission behind those awards? Um, and, and again, maybe just give us a few details, what might've been a, a highlight or highlights from that event for you? Oh, there were so many. I think, you know, so the, the awards itself, it's it's designed to celebrate queer culture. It's designed to, to celebrate the queer people behind the games. Um, we had some incredible nominations this year and incredible winners um, that were really, really deserving to, to be in that space um, and to be platformed, highlighted. Um, you know, I think with the awards uh, in itself, you know, you, there's a lot of, uh, awards in general, especially for for gaming, but for us, and I think from my own perception, um, LGBT or best representation or authenticity, it all just seems to be like in one category, and then everyone that is kind of outside of like, you know, being binary, um, 
you know, uh, disabled, age, race, it, it all feels like it's just confined within that one award itself. And I think, you know, we have this mission of, okay, well, there is that category, but there's so many subcategories underneath that that deserve to be platformed, that deserve to be celebrated. Um, and I think that's really pushed us to, to, to have the, the gaming awards. You know, we're, we're the only um, LGBTQ plus gaming related awards there is. Um, and yeah, it was phenomenal to, to have so many thousands of viewers last year, uh, last year, this year, but even last year as well. Like, it's been such a huge increase from, from when we first did it last year. I think it was 150,000 that, um, that we hit for viewers on, on the stream last year versus now you're like, we're, we're double that. Um, and we're really excited for the things that are going to be coming out next year in particular. Um, and it's going to be bigger. Um, more people are going to be engaged with it. You know, we're, we're reaching areas of the world that, um, that lack visibility in, in queerness alone, let alone gaming. So, um, yeah, it's really exciting, you know, that it, it is expanding so rapidly and being part of that journey is, is incredible. Um, I think my, my highlights, um like like the oscars i always love just a little bit of chaos um and i think one of the funniest things was uh with the awards uh we had a, a winner read out but it was actually uh, a cue for julia who was our host um so the the script on the projector was julia three um and an accidental mishap because you know these things happen um the winner is julia three and everyone sort of like slowly applauded like, what's happening? We've just read out who the nominations are. <laughs> and it was just like, there was an uproar of just, um, of celebration. Everyone applauded. Uh, everyone found it funny. You know, the great, there was a great recovery as well from it. Um, that, that was a particular thing that I'm going to remember now for the rest of my life, I think. <laughs> um, but I think also as well, you know, having, having come out of a pandemic, and moving into a space that um, you can just be around people. I think that was missed quite a lot by everyone. Um, and those that came, I think just really felt embraced. Um, we had some great feedback um, from the people that went there. Um, and the night itself was just, there was just so much energy, so much love. Um, and yeah, I think that's, you know, it's, I, I think, I think back to, uh, to April, probably about once, once or twice a week, I just think like, oh yeah, like some, someone will come up that, um, that was there on that evening. I think, oh, it was so good meeting you. And um, yeah, it was just, it was so alive. Um, and I think, you know, when it comes to having queer spaces, it's hard to create those. And it's hard to preserve that as well. Um, we often find ourselves, you know, when we have these spaces, can we really be ourselves? Um, and it, it really was just a room of celebrating everyone, regardless of like your background, like you're here, you're queer, even if you're not necessarily out, but you know, you, you're part of this. This is, this is what we're about. Um, and I think you can sort of reflect upon, you know, the news that's, that's been happening recently, especially in America and of course Oslo as well. Um, having, having safe spaces where we can, you know, just be ourselves, celebrate one another are so vital. Um, yeah, you almost shouldn't take it for granted sometimes, you know, like when you're, when you're in these spaces or if you ever even think about creating, you, you know, one of your own, do it, get, get your community behind you, form, form together, you know, especially online, it's so accessible. Um, I think like our, 
our virtual spaces have created lasting friendships for so many people like just the comment section alone looking at our gaming ambassadors you know we've got our our rising star class like they're they're so tight-knit and it's incredible working with them as well um yeah that's those are those are my sort of highlights and uh, yeah i'm just i'm so looking forward to uh, to the future next year in particular I really appreciate that. We we talk on this show all the time about how important community is. I think that's a beautiful example of it. And also just, as you say, the vitality of queer joy. We need it, I think, almost more now in, in ways than ever before. Uh, and I, I love your encouragement for folks to foster community, to, you know, consider coming to this space as a great entry point in. And I'm thinking too, I love the comparison to the Oscars, uh, you know, maybe for these awards next year like folks let's get together and have oscar like oscar watch parties for this uh it's it's incredible yeah, to be... honestly come <laughs> yeah. along yes i i i actually i'm gonna kind of make a note in my calendar uh again folks please do check out the show notes this is a remarkable resource i really just i have so much appreciation for you and your entire team for what you're doing it really, um, it is so important, as you say, to platform and celebrate. And it's it's brought me a lot of joy. It's a great resource. And I just so look forward to seeing what comes next. But thank you for what is already there, I find is important to say too. So thank you so much. Thank you for inviting us. This has been lovely. It's been great connecting with you. And I'm, we're going to be connecting in the future as well. I will be making sure that I send you a, a link, a hot link to come watch, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you. Listeners, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. If you happen to be listening to this episode, and it is still Tuesday, June 28th, you heard us talk about DigiPride. In just a few hours, you can check out Bonus Levels, the queer history of video game makers. Again, that is today's DigiPride panel event. Head over to the show notes to find out how you can explore the queer history of video game makers. Thanks again for listening, and a special thanks to today's guest. Mm-hmm.